Welcome to the Beacon Hill Podcast, helping you grow in your faith and shine for Christ. Thanks for joining us. Now here are your hosts, Pastor G.J. Farmer and the Beacon Hill Baptist Church staff. Hello again. It's another week. Welcome to the Beacon Hill Podcast. I'm sitting here today with Josh and Joel. Um, after Jake's remarks last week, we decided we kicked him off the podcast, uh, the Duke basketball comments. We mm-hmm. had enough. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we like to rotate through, uh, so we hear from different perspectives and all that kind of stuff. But we're glad you're with us today, and uh, we're hoping that you make this a regular part of your week, listening in each and every week, and um, also that you feel free to share it with people. It's our goal in this podcast that we not only connect with people from our church, but even people outside our, our church. So if you have any family or friends, coworkers, whoever that you'd like to share this with, let me encourage you to do that. Uh, it's our goal that we can help people grow in their faith and maybe even come to faith in Jesus. Um, so we like to start off every week, as you know, with a kind of a discussion question just to have a little fun here. And Joel's got a question for us that he has not told us the question yet. So I don't know if I should be nervous about that or not. You should always be nervous. Yeah. How's well, it going, everyone? Uh, right. Here's the question <laughs> that I had, all right? Uh, we're talking about gifts and talents this week. So I was wondering if you could have any talent that you don't have right now, what talent would you want to have? I know this is tough because you guys are some talented guys, <laughs> but uh, what is something that you can't do that you'd like to do. I got it. Right away? Right now, right away. You can't say sing like the three tenors or no. whatever. <laughs> no. It's a great group. I love them. I'm their biggest fan, by the way, yeah. everyone out there. That, right? I think you were on that episode when he said that, weren't you? I was. Yeah, I was, I was trying to remember. Yeah. I received a phone call uh, about that and my ignorance. So right. I've gone, I've listened, I've bettered myself, and this podcast is People working. People were shocked. Y'all didn't know who they were. So, yeah, I had a couple <laughs> comments myself. I listened for a few minutes, and uh, that was that. So He's enriched. All right, so what's the talent, Josh? Oh, well, since at lunch today we were talking about our some dominance that some of us had on the basketball court early in our lives, I was thinking – I've been this height since ninth grade, five, six and a half. Don't cheat me on the half. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I would, I, I played basketball all my life and I've never been able to dunk. Yeah. I mean, you could probably see that about me, but yeah, that would be a talent that I felt like I wish I had. You know. Yeah. That's good. Does that count? Yeah, that counts. Yeah, I okay. mean, it's a talented dunk. You saw For the sure. dunk so, contest yeah. this weekend. We're talking about talents that includes like breaking the laws of physics, I guess, right? <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, nobody said if you could do it. Obviously, it would. <laughs> to be know. fair, I haven't dunked either. So I see. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't jump very. But that's not what I would pick as my talent. That's hang on, fine. you pick hang something. On. Okay, else. hang on. I gotta. Do you already know yours? I don't. You had some time to think about this. Fisher Price goal all the time, so I'm going to pass on that one. But uh, <laughs> I would think I was trying to think of something realistic for myself. So I thought uh, I can do some basic cooking things, mean bowl of cereal. But I would love to cook. I think it would be cool. I think people would maybe accept my dinner invitations if I could, you know, cook yeah, something good, good for them. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I think it'd be cool to cook. So, 
good talent to have. Just to go off different from the last time we had this discussion, because honestly, if I had to pick, I would probably pick singing. Okay. Um, but I think I would say I wish I was a better writer. Okay. Um, I would like to, but writing also involves time. So, you know, I don't know if that is breaking some other laws in some ways to mm-hmm. just create time that I probably don't have at this point. But, uh, yeah, I would like to, I would like to be able to write like novels and stuff like that in particular though, probably more like nonfiction. Right. I read nonfiction way more than I read fiction books. I think GJ farmer is a strong author name. I, th- I think you, yeah. you have yeah. the, well, the hardest that. part down. I appreciate that. <laughs> If uh, if somebody out there is a ghostwriter and you want to help me accomplish this free of charge, reach out and uh, we can talk. There you go. Yeah. So uh, we want to dig into God's word together this week. We were in First Peter chapter 4 Sunday. We we're actually talking about um, serving and the importance of serving. Um, over the last several weeks, we've looked at some of the... Um, characteristics of a church like that God wants us to be and who we're supposed to be like as a community together, putting we before me. And uh, this week we focused on being a serving community. And in first Peter chapter four, beginning in verse seven, he actually touches on a lot of the things that we've already touched on in this series. And so I wanted to read uh, verse seven through 11 uh, because of that, but today I'm going to just focus on 10 and 11 because it, that's really where the serving stuff uh, happens. It says, just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God, God provides so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory of and the power forever and ever. Amen. Now, uh, Sunday we talked about how this these couple of verses show us that God has enabled us to serve. It says uh, clearly that we've all received a gift and we're all to steward those gifts well. In particular here, it's talking about spiritual gifts primarily, but then we also discussed Sunday how, you know, when we look at the varied graces of God and the gifts we receive, meaning I would say undeserved blessings that we have really everything we have is a gift from God that we should be stewarding to serve him and to serve others. So God has enabled us to serve. God's also uh, empowered us to serve. And we talked about here how it says that we are to serve from the strength God provides. And he gives us that strength and that power to serve him. And then when we serve, God is glorified. God is glorified when we serve. And that's really the purpose of why we serve. And so it says that plainly here. And so in thinking about these, um, I guess, big themes that we see in serving, especially first, God has enabled uh, you to serve. Here's a question for us to consider today. So God has given us the gifts and abilities to do really everything that he wants us to do for him. We talked about that Sunday. Like in this moment, you have everything you need to do what God wants you to do. And let me just say, if you step out and begin serving him, if there's something else that he wants you to do, or to empower you to do or enable you to do, he's going to equip you for that as well. Like God is, is, uh, 
uh, in the equipping business to serve him. And so I'm thankful for that. But what are some hindrances that sometimes affect our willingness to use what God has given us? Like he's given us all this and has enabled us to serve. But what are some of those issues that we run across sometimes that we have to identify? Like, hey, it's not really an issue of like, can I do this or am I able to do this? But more like these are some other issues that we got to watch out for. What are your all's thoughts? Yeah, I think some people, and I think you spoke on this actually Sunday, um, they feel like serving in the church in a particular way has a maybe a time limit on it. Um, like, I served five years in in the children's ministry or whatever, so I've done my part, God, and I, even though you've blessed me with the time and the abilities and the whatever for this section, you know, I know what's best for me, and so I don't want to serve there anymore. And, of course, that gets into our uh, just following what we want to do as opposed to God wants to do for our lives, and, and which is, again, a source of pride know, in our lives. But that one for me is, is one that I've seen the most. Uh, so that, and, and talking about that, um, there are, uh, many, I guess, articles and things that have been written by this, but in particular, I remember, uh, watching a famous sermon that John Piper preached years ago that basically preached against the idea of like retiring in right. the, the Christian life. There's no, there really is no such thing as retirement in the Christian life. And while yes, we all have to say our physical abilities can and do change over time, our giftings and what God has enabled us to do in that moment, uh, God has enabled us to do something. So what we do today might be different than what we could have or, or did do 10 years ago, but certainly that doesn't mean that we need to stop serving the Lord. Yeah, I think uh, another hindrance uh, that we have is maybe uh, our belief that uh, are we really going to make a difference? Is my one ability uh, really going to make a difference in the scheme of the things? And the truth is, yes, yes. And, and not even it's not even about the impact. I think about uh, that widow that gave the last uh, minnow that she had as an offering and God was pleased with her giving that small amount. That was all that she had versus, um, you know, the amount of a spectacle that it gave and God can use a big gift, a small gift. Uh, what he cares about is our hearts behind it and we shouldn't let it hinder. Um, you know, my gift, uh, is more in the background or my gift is, is just not, uh, you know, that big, but God uses everything, and he cares about our heart first and foremost. Yeah, so a lot of my ministry experience, uh, especially early on, was in children's ministry. And uh, one of the things that I was constantly told by not a lot of people, but some people, and also I hear it in various avenues other than children's ministry, like is people if they do something like Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday and thinking about doing that on Sunday, for instance, to serve um, them saying, well, I do that for work and kind of this is my day off or whatever. And there's a part of that that I certainly get that and certainly get how Monday through Friday, the things that we do 
if we do them for the Lord and we're trying to make the Lord known in what we do, like those things are serving and those things are ministry. But when we think about in particular, like serving in the church, and that's one of the things, obviously, like we're on ministry staff, so our minds kind of immediately go there when we think about serving. God has given us the abilities and talents to serve in lots of different ways, like not just at work, but another. So if we've got the abilities to do certain things, uh, while certainly we do need some time off and do need to rest and a Sabbath is a biblical thing as well. We need to make sure like that we're thinking about, are we effectively using this for the kingdom mm-hmm. or are we just using our gifts and abilities for just work and not actually trying to do anything to grow the kingdom with those things. And I, I'll just, again, reiterate, there are multiple ways that Monday through Friday, you can use your work to try to grow the kingdom. And that really is what it means to go and make disciples like it it means that as we're going throughout our week at work or wherever we are we're trying to use our gifts and abilities to make disciples for Christ and so hopefully you are doing that but even outside of that looking for other ways to how can we uh, bring these gifts and abilities to the table uh, at our church or um, maybe at home how can I serve my family and help them grow uh, in the in the wisdom and knowledge of the Lord as well, using the same gifts and abilities that I use at work and those kind of things. Right. Um, any other thoughts on that stuff? Well, just because you said that, and uh, it just made me think, um, since I took on the, on this role here of discipleship administration pastor, I've uh, worked very closely with our, our finance team, each, our committee each year that we've been here. And, I, you know, you know, it's not a prerequisite, obviously, that you have to be, good with math and accounting and all that to be on there. But, you know, shout out to our finance teams that we've had. We have some knowledgeable and gifted people that serve on that team. I mean, bankers, accountants, people that have done that and that do that Monday through Friday. And then they come to our meetings and do everything to take the knowledge they have there and apply it to how can we better steward, you know, God's resources and, and uh, for kingdom work. So I, I've seen that you know in our church firsthand. So. so in thinking about all of these things, uh, certainly we know that God has enabled us to serve. And I'll also, um, I mentioned this Sunday, just in case you weren't here Sunday or didn't get a chance to hear the sermon, I wanted to mention it for those who listen to the podcast. If you've never taken a spiritual gifts inventory, if you don't know what spiritual gifts are, if mm-hmm. let me just back up. If you are a believer the Bible tells us uh, believers are um, not only do they have the Holy Spirit, but they have like one or more spiritual gifts uh, that God gives to them. And if you don't know what the spiritual gifts are, uh, or if you don't know what yours are, uh, I would encourage you to look at maybe taking a spiritual gifts inventory. Uh, there are many that you can find online. Some of them, depending on uh, their association, might differ in uh, like the spiritual gifts that are listed there. Uh, if you want one that we um, put out here at Beacon Hill, uh, feel free to contact us in the office, um, send us an email or call us or whatever. We can send that to you. Uh, but that can be helpful in identifying how God has um, enabled you to serve. So I wanted to mention that also. So God has enabled you to serve with your spiritual gifts, with the, the things that he's given you. But also we mentioned that God empowers us to serve in that uh, like, well, let me just read again. Verse 11, if anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. 
what's amazing is like when we speak, um, especially the gospel, but when we speak and we're being empowered by the Holy Spirit, like God can use our words to literally like speak into people's lives. And it's not like that we are God or that the things we're saying are equivalent to his written word and, and uh, those kind of things. But as the Holy Spirit is speaking through us, it it literally is God using our words to speak his words uh, to other people if we're being empowered by God uh, to do that. But also it says, if anyone serves, let it be from the strength God, God provides. So God empowers us uh, through his spirit by strengthening us and giving us that power uh, to do what we're called to do. Now, it made me think about, um, like, because I had some conversations after church with different people, um, and they brought this up. How do we know if we're relying on our own strength or God's strength when we're serving? And specifically talking about, like, power and things. How do we know, like, if we're just relying on our own power or if we're relying on God's power? What are your all's thoughts on that? Kind of what came to mind to me, um, thinking back to the the book of Philippians, and Paul talks about he knows how to be brought low. He knows God can do all things through He can do all things through Christ who strengthens Him. I think that uh, our circumstances, if we're we feel good uh, when circumstances are good, um, it could be a sign that we're just kind of. Uh, relying on circumstances in our own strength versus when things are not going well, that we're not serving as well. It means that we're, we're relying on how we feel uh, and, and what's going on around us to be emboldened versus, uh, you know, being content and emboldened whatever is going on around us uh, mm-hmm. by the Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Josh? Yeah, you know, I was thinking when you asked that question for- we brought this up earlier is uh, to me, it's really like a heart issue. Like where is your heart behind it? And then and for me, that's something that I have to you know, caution myself. You know, am I doing these, am I serving because I want to make myself feel better or I want people to see me or am I serving because I'm a Christian and that's what God calls me to do? Because certainly you can serve sometimes and perhaps not have joy in it but you still do it because you're called and God is calling you to do it. And you hope you have joy every time you do it, but you do these things um, basically because that's part of the Christian life and, and being a Christian and just to kind of guard your heart on how to stay humble, you know, why you're doing it, um, how to keep it selfless and not all about you, but all about God. One of the uh, big signs that, it, that I think about, is really with everything we do, any type of serving, how much that we are praying through what we're doing. Because I think prayer is kind of a good indicator of whose power we're relying on. Um, That's one of the things, really, as I was going through seminary, especially um, doing a lot of the preaching classes that I took, they were just reiterating the importance of prayer in preparation for sermons because it gets very easy to rely on just like what you've learned in class or in books or something to um, guide your preparation. But really we want to rely on the Holy spirit. And so if that's the case, then we have to be in prayer in that preparation time and asking God to, to move in that. I think another thing you all mentioned um, 
was just assessing the motivations in your heart. One of the great quotes that I heard years ago, and I don't even remember remember who said it, but it goes something like, you know you're a servant by how you act when you're treated like one. And I always remember that because it's such a humbling thing because there are times, it does not matter what you serve in, um, what your job is, whatever. If you're trying to serve people in different ways, there are going to be times that you're not thanked. There are going to be times that you feel like you're taken for granted. There are going to be times that it seems like there is no like real outcome or effect in what you're doing. Like there's no fruit from it. Um, and so when all of these things collide and really you feel like people are treating you as a servant, well, a good indicator is how you respond in those moments by if you really think you're a servant or not, or really have the heart of a servant. Um, and so that's always just a good kind of heart check. You know, you're a servant by how you act when you're, when you're treated like one. And really we see that best modeled in Christ when he went to the cross and the Bible tells us that he didn't open up his mouth. And when he did speak from the cross, it was prayers and, um, asking for forgiveness for those who were crucifying him and all of those kind of things that were just, um, so remarkable to think about doing in those moments and really should humble us and in, in our attitudes and perspectives. Any other thoughts on that? I've just been thinking ever since we went through a few weeks ago, Acts 4, just an example we have of someone working in their own strength versus being emboldened by the Spirit is Peter. Mm-hmm. You know, we just about two I months. I mean, he wrote this and like that was a, you know, a prime example, like firsthand experience that he had in that. Yeah, just the difference between not being willing to acknowledge Jesus in front of a servant girl versus standing in front of all the leaders of Jerusalem, just like two months later, what's the difference? Uh, It's prayer, it's emboldened by the Holy Spirit, and really they were amazed by the authority that he was teaching in, and it wasn't authority that came from himself or his own learning. It came from the Spirit and the Word. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just think, you know, I've been thinking over and over again about that example. Yeah, and it makes me kind of think like if if we— had an opportunity to ask Peter the question, like, what does it look like? How can you tell if you're relying on your own power versus God's power? I think he could tell us very clearly. Uh, well, in my life, here's what it looked like when I didn't. And here's what it looked like when I did. And some of that has to do with some intangible things like feelings and emotions and and things like that. But then some of those are very real because people, could tell a difference in him when he was being emboldened and empowered by God uh, in those moments when he was speaking. And it was just a, an amazing thing to watch God do. That being said, um, I think sometimes, um, I'll just add, I think sometimes in the Baptist world, we minimize the work of the Holy Spirit, unfortunately, um, just because we don't talk about it a lot or we seem like I don't know, maybe feel weird about it because typically in our denomination, it's more about like, um, I I would say like the, the mental aspect, like thinking through things and, and dwelling on things and, and learning things and all of that rather than it is the emotions and feelings. And, um, you know, it's kind of like that, uh, 
what Jesus said, worship in spirit and in truth, we tend to lean on that truth side more than the spirit side, but it has to be a combination of both, of course. Um, when you're all emotions and no like truth behind it, that's a problem too. And so certainly the spirit is more than emotions. And so we just have to remember like the Holy Spirit working in our lives brings very real power to our ministries, uh, just in our day-to-day Christian walks. And, and so we need to rely upon him uh, every step of the way through prayer and through meditation on God's word, all those kind of things. Any other thoughts? So certainly when we um, serve, we want to be empowered by God. Uh, we've been enabled by God to serve. But we mentioned also that God is glorified when we serve. And I said Sunday, like this is the ultimate purpose, not just in serving, but really in all areas of our lives. This is the purpose and goal of our lives is to bring glory and honor to God in anything that we do. Um, and that includes in serving. And so when you think about serving, what are some different ways that maybe God could be glorified when we serve him with that right approach, being empowered by him and, and trying to be good stewards of what God has given us? What are some ways that, that God would be glorified through that? Or we can identify, Oh, you know, we are kind of pointing the attention and giving the direction and glory to God. Uh, what are your all's thoughts? Yeah. I, I think for me, one thing when I was thinking about this question was he is glorified when we acknowledge our dependence, you know, upon him, when we can um, serve, you know, serving by, what's the words I'm trying to think of? We serve by having a reliance upon him rather than our own gifts and abilities, you know, that allows him to um, have all the glory. Okay. When we, um, he is glorified in that uh, our weaknesses that he could, you know, make us whole, make us strength, you know, make them our strength, in order to, uh, you know, bring him glory. It's just part of being obedient as a Christian. Um, is that again less self reliance upon ourselves and more upon uh, God's strength? And he is, I think, glorified when we can come, you know, before him and kind of humbly acknowledge that. Yeah, I'll mention. Like, and I think some of this ties back into relying on our strength versus God's. What you just said made me think about sometimes when we rely on our strength and want our glory, we have to feel like we have to be like great at something before we do it. Whereas sometimes God wants us to step out in faith and realize we're not the best at this, but we're willing to do it. So God can empower us to do it and work through us. And I I think like you mentioned the weaknesses and things like that. Sometimes God um, doesn't necessarily like just take away our weaknesses. So that way he can provide strength to us in those times of weakness. I think some of that can apply in serving too. Um, Certainly we want to use the things that we're most gifted in and most able to do. But sometimes uh, in those moments, like, you know, you mentioned Peter preaching and those kind of things, like when we feel weak, that's when God steps in and brings great power in our lives to help us serve him. And that really is when he does that, people look and are like, how is this happening? Because I know that guy or that girl can't do what they're doing. So there has to be some other thing going on there. I don't know. Any other thoughts on, on giving God glory? I think our response after we serve can say a lot about 
how God's glorified. You know, there can be times before I'm serving where I pray, God, I need you. God, only you can do this. Uh, and then during serving, things are going well, things are great. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. I'll think to myself, I nailed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When before I said, I need you, God, but afterwards I say I nailed that. And the best times uh, is when afterwards I immediately go and say, God, thank you for answering my prayer. Thank you for being there with me. Thank you for working. Um, So I think even after we serve, just our heart and our response afterwards also has to do with how God's glorified. Yeah, and that really is kind of, I guess, the tail of the tape on that. Like when you look in afterwards are you trying to get the glory yourself or are you trying to point it to god and sometimes um sometimes like nobody really knows that except for you um i think arrogance can be seen by other people at times but if it's just a heart thing um that's really where we have to be careful as well is just uh, inspecting our hearts who are we giving the glory and praise if we're asking god to help us and he does and we're not saying thank you for that or acknowledging that he did it. Um, that's an, also an issue. And so when God is glorified, we see that people uh, are drawn to have a relationship uh, to God through what we're doing. And well, let me say what he's doing through us. Um, also, there are times that God may be glorified just by um, his character being displayed in our lives by um you know, our actions being the same actions that he would have, or as this mentions, our words being the same words that God would have. These are all different ways that God would get glory through us is because basically we're putting on a display of God to the world. Um, And so everything we do, whether it's through serving or speaking or giving or however you want to label it, we have to do it all uh, relying upon God for his glory because it all comes back to remembering the fact that we have been enabled to do this solely because of God. Like we could not do anything we do on our own. Um, and that is a very humbling thing. It should push us to, to give God praise for that. Any final thoughts today? All right. Well, it's been a great time together. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you You've next been listening time. listening to the Beacon Hill podcast. For more information about Beacon Hill Baptist Church, visit beaconhillbaptist.com.